This is the word to go, y'all. Hey, everyone. This is Mickey James. And SoCal Val. And Lisa Marie Barron. And you're listening to Grown Ass Women Podcast. That's right, Godcast. If you love our weekly YouTube show, you're going to love our audio version. So grab a cocktail, slip into something more comfortable, and get ready to dish with us totally unfiltered. So get ready for the Godcast in three, two, one. This is the word to go, y'all. Well, hello and cheers, everyone. Welcome to a new episode. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, you're here. Welcome to Grown Ass Women TV, which is also a hashtag. Use that hashtag, God TV, where you can join the conversation on social media and discuss our fabulousness and our fabulous Pride Month lineup. We are putting the focus uh, where it so deserves to be on the LGBTQIA plus community. Yes, representing Ginger Minge, of course, who was one of our favorites, and CJ, we love as well. Um, we have a great guest today, but before we kick things off, please do us a favor and like this video. With Give the thumbs. All those thumbs. Yes, subscribe to our channel. Very important, so you're part of Team Gaw. And last mm-hmm. but not least, everyone's favorite, click that bell icon. Oh, right in my ear. Click that bell icon carefully uh, to enable notifications so you never miss a future episode. And as we continue with Pride Month, you are not going to want to miss what we have in store. Okay? Exactly. And guess what? We have exclusive juicy, juicy stuff on our Patreon. And guess what the top tiers get for the month of June? Uh, Our Dresselmania handmade, custom-made cup here. Can you see it? Or is it too bright? Um, no, it's, oh, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. Isn't it gorgeous? Uh, yeah, I'm so grateful. That's what we sent out as a thank you gift to all of the ladies and everyone who was a part of Dressmania 2 with Tag Me In um, that made it so successful and so amazing. Bigger. And we had, had a bunch left over. We had a few left over. So we're like, you know what? Let's get back to our top tiers. Something uh-huh. that because they were so, you know, amazing throughout all of Dressmania and yeah. so supportive. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you all. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Where can, where else can we get merch? Uh, Mickey? Um, I oh, don't know if you're, if you're here and you're watching live, you may have noticed this little bar that's kind of floating underneath our videos. You know, that's our store. That's right. Hey, store. You, we have a t- store down there for all the amazing God TV merchandise that you can get. It's so amazing. You can wear it, support us. We'll sign it like this God TV pillow. Mm-hmm. Yes. And your pride pillow too. Uh, look at my pride. Pillow. I actually got this from the Marshalls. The Marshalls. Really? I got this from the Marshalls the other day. That's a good neck I like, pillow. I need this for, because we're celebrating pride month. We've had such amazing guests on um so far and we have some more to come and uh you know and if you've missed some of our guests in the past you can go and download them we have a podcast we sure do. where at where we can sure you download do. that at well it, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts it's called the Gawcast. Mm-hmm. special shout out to ella j a wrestling gal but yeah and now on spotify you guys you can watch the fully extended versions mm. on spotify a week later we sure so can Sweet. That's a great it's reminder funny. because some people are, are coming here for the first time. The last chat, by the way, last week, a lot of new people were there. So if you are new to the game, uh, welcome to God TV. So glad you're here. And Hello, yes, yeah, so these YouTube episodes are about a half hour long. 
and some change depending on the conversation. But then we have the full, usually like about 45 minutes to an hour or more. Poyos yeah. was more than an hour because we just could not stop chatting because uh, she's amazing. Uh, but yeah, it's on <laughs> patreon.com slash TV. Uh, you get it early or you can then wait to get it later. Um, but don't you want to be the people that get it like before everybody else? You can totally brag. The day before you're in yeah. Yeah. with all the ends, sorry. you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all the ends. And sorry, I saw it yesterday. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's yesterday's news. Yeah. I already yeah. knew that. Preach. Yeah. Yes. You're so yesterday. You're so yesterday. <laughs> oh, yesterday. I'm like, I got the valley girl uh, hair twirly. I don't know. I just did that intrinsically, naturally, because I, I did used to live in the valley. That's a whole other topic for a whole other show. But this show, ladies and gentlemen, tonight, we are, again, celebrating Pride Month. We celebrate Pride and the LGBTQIA plus community all year round. But this one, especially we had Rye on from Out in the Ring. We have another superstar that's here to discuss that and his illustrious career. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the program, Mike Perro. Mike Perro, the little huggly wuggly bear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> little, the little bear. Let little the bear, bear loose. <laughs> here he comes. Welcome. You little grizzly bear. <laughs> How are you? Welcome, welcome. Right, so great. Welcome to our show. Well, you know, I Thank don't you know if you watch some of our edit our, our shows, our episodes, or anything like that, but we start the show with what you're drinking and what you're wearing, or what you're wearing and what you're drinking. Yeah. All right. Well, I, uh, I have uh, a mojito. Oh, oh fancy. Yes. Nice. yes. But I also brought. Uh, a running joke between me and my husband. Uh, it is a bottle of tequila from uh, Kirkland because he's obsessed with everything Kirkland brand. So if Kirkland oh. would like to sponsor me, I'd love that. Uh, <laughs> yes, Costco. <laughs> love Costco. Because my hu my husband only buys all our liquor from Costco, so that that's the secret. It's great though. <laughs> it's the <laughs> best. Can I ask? Is Kirkland still the Kirkland that's also the Home Goods store as well? Are they the same thing? Yeah, yeah, it's like a Home Goods and everything like that. They oh, they're okay. owned by Costco, and my husband is obsessed with everything Kirkland. Like I'm like, I'm just gonna go buy some Tito's vodka. He's like, No, you're not. I'm just gonna go get some Kirkland's vodka. Kirkland, <laughs> yes. I have Kirkland vodka. Oh my god, that's that. Well, I, I don't want to get to me next, but I'm drinking Kirkland's too now that I can think about it. Yeah, I had a big. <laughs> Where did you get yours, Val? Yeah, Costco. Realized that. Okay, I didn't. Know I just I was there. today years old when I realized that Costco. Uh, Costco's. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's a I was today years old when I realized that Costco and Kirkland's was the same company. Yeah. I had no clue. And it, now it all makes sense because there's like a Kirkland's outlet in back home in Virginia that I would love. I would spend so much money in there from air fresheners to like little lamps and all kinds of pictures, all the things. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag yeah. And blessed. Sam's Club. Did you know Sam's Club is owned by Walmart? I just yes. joined I Sam's Club too. I did know that. I read the biography of the guy who created Walmart. It's very interesting. Sam something. It's also the home of Walmart is also one of the most progressive cities I've ever been to in Arkansas. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, all their bathrooms are, uh, it says, whatever, just wash your hands. And wow. their state building and everything. And all down the street is uh, trans flags. It's where the University of Arkansas is. And I remember me and Odinson doing a show and I'm like, yeah, this is some backwoods. And then we get there and everybody's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right. How cool wow. Wow. Yeah, it, it was one of the, the single most progressive places I've ever been or wrestled in. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. Kansas. Yeah. Shout out to our Kansas. 
Yeah. Who would have thought? Wow. You have to talk about what you're wearing next. Yeah, what you're wearing. Big pen. Okay, so yes. I went with the 80s style sleepover where I did the <laughs> nice little crop top. Oh. And, uh, I did a little, little hoochie daddy shorts. Hoochie daddy. <laughs> so uh, that's, I went very 80s style with, with my sleepover gear. Oh, you look so cute. You, yes. Very handsome. Yeah. Very dapper. Yeah. Very yeah. dapper. I'll go. Oh, I just got this pillow from Marshall's yesterday. <laughs> I spent way too much money in Marshall's yesterday getting all kinds of things, but I just got this. Um, I'm Aww. not because I'm just, um, I did pour a shot if we were drinking of yeah. this blue heron vodka. Ooh. Unchilled at the moment. Oh. It's pretty uh, good. You might want to chill that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm getting, I'm feeling crazy. I'm feeling crazy. You're feeling crazy, uh -oh. girl. Because I just got in from the gym. I'm, I'm actually, I have my my legacy sups, you guys. These BCAs and my big old jug here, the Contigo. Nice. Fifteen dollars, you guys, for this. Where at Marshalls? Clearance rack, Walmart. I love it. <laughs> wow, fifty percent off for sure. For sure. And it's the perfect like boat cup, gym cup, uh all the summer things cup right yeah uh, on mine i write drink me <laughs> do you do you yeah, yeah. to, to remind myself because i don't drink enough water so i always write drink me on it to make yeah. sure that i that i drink it and it never works i always forget not to do that or Carol, you know what i have i have this big jug that says it's a big jug and you're supposed to wear drink a gallon a day and it says you can do it you're almost there. Every yeah. line, it says something. Um, Alina Perez told me, I saw that and I go, I need to get that. It didn't work for me. <laughs> I, I don't drink enough water. Yeah. At all. Yeah. Yeah. What and you I'm wearing, wearing Mickey? What you wearing? I just came from the gym. Stay humble. But let oh. these bitches know. <laughs> it's from my Just Be Fit, my local gym. I loved oh it. God. I had to have it. You know. I really like that Thank logo. I, I like I that same. Yeah. Oh my God. I'll go, I'll go next because I'm, I'm already sweating up uh, bullets right here. I just got this. This is a um, $3.99 at a thrift shop. And then I uh -huh. went on my, and on San Diego, you know, on fifth street, um, downtown, right. A block from me, they, they had them on the racks. And I was just curious. I go, I have that jacket, $85. I got a bargain. Go. Salvation bargain. Army, baby. And the, and the Salvation Armory has rewards. Of course. Yep, I signed up for the rewards card. You did not. Good girl. I did. I did. I'm so proud. I'm so proud. But I'm I'm too hot. But I'm drinking green tea um today and I'm drinking my uh not Kirkland champagne. I got the <laughs> one from Sam's Club because they were on sale. So um, yes. Look at it's it's just a little that? little little small little little it's cup. a baby cup. I think yeah. that's look at how full it is, Mickey. Balance of drinking green tea and champagne. Life's all about balance. That's what I say. You know, it's all about chi. Yeah. I wouldn't have even remembered that it was Kirkland vodka, by the way, Mike. But then as you were talking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, because I did get it at Costco and it was like an obnoxiously huge bottle of vodka like this. But I was like, I was walking around the store proud of it. I'm like, I don't mind. And it's an American vodka. It's $16.97, right? 16 bucks for that big bottle. Yeah. But my husband, my husband's big on buying everything in bulk. So, like, he. My, my, I always joke that my I, it's impossible to go on a diet in my house because my I'm convinced he's the witch from Hansel and Gretel and just tries to fat me up. 
Yeah. Well, right. I'm accused of being a feeder as well. It's, it's yeah. all about love. It's all love. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's just vodka, uh, Coke Zero, and a little splash of lemon because I'm fancy. And I'm very excited to tell you that I bought this robe, especially for Paris, because I thought it was very Parisian and uh, fancy. It's Ted Baker. And if you can see, it's got little chandeliers on it. Oh. oh. Does see it have a little wing? Oh, wow. Oh, look at that. Wing. Oh, it's like a kimono. It's a kimono. Oh, it's like a silky Ted Baker number. But yeah, these are little little, little chandeliers. So cute. You're just so fancy. Just, it, yes. I thought it was very French. So I just said, that's for me. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. The yeah. gorgeous, gorgeous, and Ella will gorgeous, love that I'm wearing a gorgeous. Where this is from. Yeah. Like, <laughs> headband moment. Yes. Yes, Good. yes. I, love I, I did talk to Dia Shin today. I'm going to drink my shot then. Oh, wow. Well, I don't have any. Otherwise, left. it's just workout drinks. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, yeah thank you uh, so much. Cheers. Too. cheers. <laughs> thank you for having me on the show. I talked to Dia Shin today and I said, hey, we have Peril on the show. And he goes, oh, we call him a, he's a bear in our, in our, in our community. And I go, I'm not I, that I, idiotic. I know this. <laughs> yeah. I, I am a bear. Yeah. Yeah, and he sent me a couple clips of um, some of the shows. He was so excited. So he was like sending me all these clips. And I was like, that's what I just watched you all day, all day long. And I was like, so you're just, you speak so eloquently. Yeah. Like, honestly, on some of your interviews, just, just how frank you are and just, it, you're amazing. amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I try to be open and honest. And uh, like, I also, I always hated the, the fact that big guys couldn't talk. You know, there's there's a difference between my character in the ring and the person who I am. And I also have to represent something different. I'm not just a character. I, I, I am. I'd like people to know what it's like being an openly gay athlete. Mm -hmm. And you try to speak to everyone, not just a select few. Yeah. yeah. That's going to yeah. be a big responsibility. I mean, there, there's got to be, we talked to uh, Pollo about this as well, like, um, you know, to me, it almost seems like you have to kind of overcompensate because you're trying to sort of represent an entire community. Do you feel that kind of pressure? Because I feel like that's, it's unfair, but I would understand why you kind of feel like you have to speak for the community. And that must be a lot of, of weight to carry, right? Well, actually, no, because when, when the original, about five years ago, when we all, a group of us came out at, around the same time, me, Effie, uh, Jamie, Sonny, um, dark chic, like we all, we all understood. We represent parts of a community, not the whole community. Right. I represent, I, I always say this. I represent the athlete I needed to see when I was young. I don't represent the person I didn't need to see. I, I am, I'm a badass. That's what I needed to see. But Effie's character is totally different. Dark chic's character is totally different. But we, Sunny is totally different. We are all different types of the same community. Mm -hmm. it's, we just try to show everybody that we're all different. Being gay is not one thing. I, I, as you know, in wrestling, they tend to stereotype one thing and focus on it. We're trying to fix that fact, which becomes a very difficult point because people don't like change, especially when it's like been set in stone. This is how it's supposed to be for such a long time. Mm -hmm. And we try to change those belief systems. And like I had a, this conversation with Dark Sheik the other day, I, I, for me, because of the way I, uh, the, how I am, I'm usually the first gay in any locker room. Mm -hmm. So I'm the first 
the, the first uh, the, any questions come to me so i get a lot of questions from the boys mm -hmm. that are you know different like because they don't know how what's offensive not what, what and, and i don't get offended by a lot of things because i played football growing up so i was always taught names can't hurt me so right. but i so when i talk to people i i tell them like you're not going to hurt my feelings i'd rather you ask me questions and then when i address it and now if you keep doing it then we'll have an issue but if right. I address the issue, because a lot of what I've learned about my straight friends, and because all my friends are straight, all my wrestler friends are straight, I learned they just don't understand because they were never taught. Nobody, right. it's not part of their life. It's not part of their structure. They don't have gay friends. And any gay friend they did have wasn't a bro to them. It was friends with either their girlfriend or something. So I'm a little different aspect that they get to learn is I'm just a bro bro, just like them. Like, right but i'm gay that's the only like real difference is right. i do all the same things it's just i'm an openly gay man and now you know it yeah. and 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 it's it's funny the questions i get like <laughs> because they honestly they're more rather than hateful they're more inquisitive does that make sense yeah. they're, they're, they're not trying to hate like and a lot of times a lot of with the gay culture is they remember what it was like being bullied so rather to address the problem they we both form enemies on the same on different sides yeah. like and you realize they don't really hate you they just don't understand you right. and you're not given the time to understand them either because you're you just believe they're wrong and mean right off the bat right he goes you need to understand you're a very big guy that have a very big personality mm -hmm. so you come off differently to people and sometimes it scares them gay and straight like i'm intimidating to both because a lot of straight men get intimidated by me because they were always told that gays are very submissive and feminine and i come off right. just like them and they don't know what to do right away so they're they get argumentative yeah. And, I, and so it's one of those fields, like what you said, it's like, that's the burden I feel sometimes going into a locker room, not so much representing gay, it's breaking down the barrier for other people to feel comfortable in that locker room. Yeah. Because you know, as women, there's been plenty of times where you went up to that locker room and you, it just wasn't comfortable, you right. know, when you guys first started. And it's, it's not a, a great, it's, you don't do your best work when you're already uncomfortable going into the situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good point. Yeah. That's kind of throw you off too, you know? Yeah. 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 I think too, yeah. though, uh, it, you know, like you said, that uh, gays have always been represented as a very flamboyant type of character. Um, and you are not that, you know, you're so the different like different than I'm what a bear. <laughs> you're a bear right than what people's perceptions of that is and so um you do represent a whole different community within the community that is wasn't being represented you know and breaking down that stereotype of what it is totally be a gay man you know yeah. especially in wrestling that it's not just in a category yeah right like this what this uh, you know perceived perception of what it is you know yeah from the ricos and to the you know and, and Rico wasn't even gay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was usually a straight man, you know, portraying that character. We were talking about that with Poyo. Like, yeah. Yeah. Chuck and Billy. And yeah. Ch Chuck and Billy broke my heart. I, <laughs> to, no, it's one of the major reasons I stayed in the closet it, it, going into wrestling. 
really? was because I saw how it was treated as a joke. Oh. And that's how I perceived that everybody in wrestling would take it. And it's funny. It's, I learned what homophobia really is from coming out. Mm-hmm. So I always thought homophobia was kind of in your face. Like, I hate you because you're gay. That's the most basic homophobia. And that's just like your normal redneck that doesn't know any difference. Mm-hmm. I learned that people don't even know they're being homophobic. Because they've been taught a certain way. Just mm-hmm. like, example, people's desire to hate intergender wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, people have a belief system either way. Should men wrestle a woman? And I, my belief system is like, I went to wrestling school and all the girls trained with me. I, I don't, I don't remember a separate girl training school, like separate woman training school. And so like, and at my CrossFit gym, most of the girls are stronger than all the guys. Yeah. So like, I've never looked at that, even when I was in the closet of, of that being an issue, but a lot of men, a lot of wrestlers have that quiet homophobia that they don't know they have. Like where they'll argue about winning or losing, and and when I first came out, I went from winning all my matches to losing for five for the past couple years, and 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 as we know, wrestling. wrestling is not about winning or losing it's about is the story good because you never really remember a wrestling match. You remember a great story, like like. To, to this day, I, I can name storylines that all of you were involved in. I can't tell you the moves in the match, but I know yeah. every storyline that you you ladies were involved in because yeah. I remember watching it and being invested in the storyline. Right. And that's what I bet they got. So I'm not really care about winning or losing, but it's the perception to young. It, it, it's hard to describe to a straight uh, people that that write that what the perception is to a gay person because there is no gay writers we have no gay writers in wrestling we have nobody backstage that is an agent that is gay because that's fairly new in our business right you know what i mean so it's like we just started getting in our business because of you ladies having uh women as agents right like that's fairly new the past couple years that wasn't a when i first started that would never be a thing and now they're doing uh men's matches because people are realizing people women have a a brain for this business guys right it's not just a man sport anymore and that's what i learned coming out five years is i knew it would be an uphill battle i just didn't know all what I was going to get myself into. Like, I knew it deep down, but I didn't know what real homophobia was, and they don't mean it. So it's like one of those things where you know they're not trying to do it maliciously. It's just so ingrained in our culture that they don't know they're doing it because they're not thinking about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, totally. And also, also too, I feel like um, when I got into wrestling and – I remember, you know, there wasn't, I, I trained with all guys too. And I remember doing, um, taking like a Stevie kick, um, Stevie Richards kick. I didn't sell it long enough. They're like, if a guy hits you, you should be knocked out. And so I was brainwashed. So the intergender thing, like now when I see men versus women, I'm still old school because I was so brainwashed when a guy touches you, you're out. You know what I mean? It's not, we're not equal competitors. Yep. So like, it took me a while to accept the intergender uh, matches and stuff like that because the way I was taught, and I'm not being anti-women 
fighting, you know, not yeah. them not that, being that strong enough, you know. Matches. Oh yeah, intergender. I even still, I especially like hardcore matches and stuff because there is that. Oh, I mean, we've been wrestling for twenty five years, you know, so it's like there is that ingrained in the way we were taught. But it, yeah. and a lot of the phys, like in realistic terms, if you were Mike, if you were to punch me in the face, I would be knocked yes. out. Yeah. I would legit. But, but at the out. same time, so there's I, ways there to is that part of me as a worker and as a storyteller going like, how do you tell that story that's realistic yeah. and beautiful and not just but equal competitors where your strikes wrestle, are the same and your your offense are equal or any of that. That's it, the it, beauty of it, do, telling it, the story correctly. Yes, exactly. Me. Exactly. Example, I wrestled Taya in a Taya Valkyrie in a death match and right. I didn't punch her. She used the weapons on me mm-hmm. until the very end when I power bombed her through chairs. Right. And like, you know, I mean, like we we you there's a there's a delicate way of telling the story. It's not an right. equal 50-50 match. But then again, we had NXT for the past couple of years. Everybody was 50-50 strength. So I don't know who to root for. Like, yeah, I, right. like I'm like I was well, trained by Bubba and Devon. So everything to me has to make sense. Like, mm-hmm. like it, that the one thing Bubba uh, as Val can tell you, uh like, I was gonna bring Bubba up Team will, 3D. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> Bubba, Bubba, Bubba and Devon will drill things making sense it's not about winning or losing it's about it has to make sense but that's also where i get that intergender wrestling is okay because they literally in a weird way preached equality like like you would think those two wouldn't they're Mm -hmm. more if you know bub and divan they're more like parents than they are like teachers does that make sense like everybody bubba gets a bad rap sometimes because i tend to be more like bubba very Mm -hmm. I say what's on my mind and it's not always the best approach, but I will honestly say he does have the best my one of the best minds in the business, in my opinion, but also a good heart. Like he, yeah. he means well, it's, right. uh, it might not come off the way you think it is in this generation, but he, but to all, he still talks to all of us. How many classes has he had now? And yeah. he still will, he'll still text us. He'll still be like, that promo was terrible, kid. Never do that again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like Devon's like, Why, why'd you do that? You know, <laughs> you were on the, you were standing in the corner too long. Like, just, but who does that anymore? Do you know what I mean? But they yeah. do. So I'll always respect the fact that. I've been, I graduated in 2009 from wrestling school and to this day still talk to me like as as I'm their kid, not as they're like, like, like they talk to all of us, like we're their children and like, and they check up on us and they make sure that we're doing okay. And how we navigating the business and the, you know, a lot of wrestling schools, they, you just pay the money and you'll never talk to them again. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree both of them have such a great mind for the business and and kind of all wrapped into this kind of tough guy package, both of them, but they're like some of the nicest, you know, deep down nicest people that, you know, and Teddy, that's why I was going to bring up Team 3D because living in Orlando so long, all my friends were Team 3D Academy students or or past tense. So, um, and I heard nothing but great things. I went there and, and saw how they were training many times. And it was just one of those things that if anyone now wants to get in the business, I always try to use that as an example. If they were still, I don't know if they still are running. Do you know, Mike? Yes, they, they both, they, he, uh, Bubba has a, the 3D in Connecticut and yeah. Devon has uh, a triple D down here yeah. uh, at it, where our school is here. It's across from the Performance Center. Yeah, right. very okay. cool. 
Yeah. Wow, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. And I think it's pretty rest. awesome that they keep on checking up on you. Um, and check up on all of us, not just me, all of yeah. us. I mean, that's uh, awesome. Um, Danny Davis, I'm still in his life too. And he's been like a father figure to me in the business. And Jim Cornette too, you know, they, people talk so badly about him, but he's still, you know, hey, how, how's, how's everything? Are you still, you, are you still doing appearances and stuff like that? I'm like, do you not follow me on Instagram, mister? <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know, but it's nice that they still care. They didn't just take money from you to just take your money. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? But, but there was yeah. a genuine, yeah. yeah. Very genuine. Oh my God, Lisa, and for those watching, and we talk about some really funny parody accounts, like there's Friends Wrestle, which is one of my favorite ones. It's just the, the show Friends mixed with wrestling. Hilarious. And there's one, I believe it's called Out of Context Corny. And it's Jim Cornette promos. And it's like, when the waiter gets your food wrong, and it's him like doing it, like they're just silly stuff. And it's all like gifts and memes of him over the years, but they're brilliant. It's so much fun to watch. And yeah, you know, people have said different things. He's great. I've worked with him many times and he's just, just such a mm -hmm. star, great mind for the, yeah. I know. yeah. Totally. 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 So what, what do you have coming up? What are you doing lately? What's going well, on? Pride, Pride Month is, very, as you know, Pride Month is very busy. Uh, I have a lot of interviews lined up. Um, we have the, they filmed a documentary on us about five years ago. Uh, oh. Yeah, and it uh, it's debuting this week. Uh, I'm interested because I haven't watched it back. And it's kind of interesting because it's like who's who of like WWE and AEW now, all in the part of the documentary about me because he had full access to Evolve why I was there. Yeah, so right. it's it's everybody like that is on television now giving their thoughts on, and you have to remember, this is the first time that a openly gay man was like on a, a major roster. It, right. So like you were hearing real thoughts and what they thought about the situation. So I'm interested to see, you know, uh, I know none of it is negative, but I never watched it. So I'm interested to see, oh. it's like watching uh, watching something five years ago and does your belief system still match? And I know it probably doesn't because there's been lots of ups and downs in the past five years, but I also, this business, the things I've always been taught, Bubba said the first thing ever to us, the number one thing in wrestling that will always happen to you, you will always be fired. Just, you'll, you're, you're always going to be fired. It's how you deal with that situation. And he goes, you'll always be rehired as well. Mm -hmm. And he goes, it's just, so remember that when you're, when that happens, wrestling is very cyclic and it, it goes in and out. Some days they like you, some days they hate you. Just understand that you will be fired. <laughs> so, so I learned that going into the business. So I treat ups and downs like ebbs and flows. Like right. uh, we're going back to Japan soon, me and Odinson. Yeah. Uh, so we're, uh, we're, we're, we're getting excited because they just opened up again. So, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're hoping it's sooner rather than later, but they did tell us we are coming back. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it, everything's super, uh, like GCW and all that coming up. We have a couple gay brunches, uh, Effie's big gay brunches coming I up. Know. We have fear the gay, fear the gay agenda coming back. Uh, it's just the the good news is we're all really busy. The bad news is for the gay brunches is getting us all back together. So <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah. because we're all so busy, and that's not a bad problem to have in the business. Right. And uh, it it's it's so funny looking back of. 
how we've all changed and grown as wrestlers. Like we all still stay in contact with one another. Yeah. Um, w- when we created Big Gay Brunch, the concept what we talked with Effie was to give young athletes the opportunity, young queer athletes, the opportunities that me and Effie didn't have. Right. So, and to we you, we don't call it a pride show because it's not a pride show. What it is is a showcase. Mm-hmm. We showcase so others, other wrestling companies can see, hey, this is what is out there. This is what we could have to offer. Because the number one mistakes a lot of companies do, they have the WWE mentality, no matter what level they are, is people will come to me. Mm-hmm. That's not a realization to younger athletes anymore. They're not going to come to you. They expect you to come to them. And so we try to create the, whether the belief system's right or wrong, it's one of those things is it's that WWE mindset is they'll just come to me and WWE is now learning that nobody's coming to them. (laughs) Like, like there's so much out there with companies like NWA, GCW, uh, uh, AEW, Impact. There's so many other choices for young athletes, especially with the way TV has changed where when we, when, I remember having to go home, and if I missed Monday Night Raw, I missed you. I would, I didn't see what happened. I had to learn the next day in school wh- wh- what happened. Right now, they could just go on a phone and click and watch the match they want, and go back right. and watch it. Yeah. So, you know, the one thing that F- Effie does well, better than any human being I've ever known is use the internet to his advantage. Mm-hmm. He's a star because the internet. And right. that's the next level of what what wrestling's going to be. It's right. who's going to capitalize on that. And I think gay culture has helped with that. Right. Uh, it, it, because that's the only thing we had for the past couple of years to get our name out there because we weren't getting on the shows that everybody else was. Because whether there's always like, how do example when i first came out i was told i needed to be more sympathetic because gay people are sympathetic and i literally said to the promoter i go i'm going to explain something to you even my parents don't find me sympathetic right. <laughs> like i'm six four 300 pounds they paid me to college to go beat people up like right. i was a division yeah. one offensive lineman i'm like nobody feels bad for me and i go i didn't win or catch anything like i just was born gay i'm just telling right. you now but that was the mentality so right. we had to use things like social media to get over and that's one thing that we're seeing now is like the invention of podcasts mm-hmm. and twitter is it is a great way to get your name out there without a television show. Yeah. yeah. And so shows like this really helped me out and uh, any talent that you have on because it, it exposed us to a newer fan base. Right. And that's why I love doing things like this because I know the importance of it. And I wish, I wish more older wrestlers understood the importance of things. Like, it's, it's not going to come to you anymore, guys. You have to go to it. Are you tired a lot? Frustrated that no matter what you do, you can't seem to keep your energy levels up during the day? The problem may be how you're sleeping. There's a difference between how long you sleep for and the quality of the sleep that you're getting. If you want to increase your energy, performance, alertness, and productivity, stop reaching for the energy drinks and focus on quality REM sleep with Recovery PM. 
Poor quality sleep is directly linked to health problems like obesity, low testosterone levels, and high blood pressure. Worst of all, the World Health Organization has even recognized sleep deprivation as a carcinogen, meaning not getting adequate sleep can increase the risk of cancer. Did you know that 37% of people between 20 and 39 years old reported having difficulty sleeping, but only 4% of them have actually tried a sleep aid? And most over-the-counter sleep aids are just melatonin. Recovery PM is a blend of nine proven natural sleep aids and tranquilizers, including melatonin, 5-HTP, GABA, and L-tryptophan. That's the stuff in Turkey that makes you, you know, turkey tired. So you know that you're going to experience deep sleep and wake up refreshed and ready to attack the day. If you're finding yourself hitting that midday slump and using energy drinks to perk up during the day, you're only making things worse in the long run. Upgrade to Recovery PM and you'll be amazed at how good you feel. Recovery PM is available now from LegacySupps.com. And if you use code GAW, that's right, capital G, capital A, capital W, you'll get an additional 10% off your entire order. Don't sleep on your health. When I became a mom at 35, a lot of people assumed that my best days were behind me, but not me. I'm Mickey James, a nine-time women's wrestling champion, an award-winning country music recording artist, entrepreneur, philanthropist, executive producer, and above all, a wife and a very proud mother. And I'm so excited to share with you our new line of nutritional supplements designed for strong, active women from LegacySupps.com. Her Legacy. Now, you may have heard our ads on other podcasts for our best-selling testosterone booster, TestX9, or our amazing sleep aid, Recovery PM. And now, I'm so excited to launch a line of products by women, for women, to help women be their absolute best physically and mentally so they can crush it in everything that they do. All of our products are made right here in the USA in an FDA-approved facility and are personally used and approved by myself and my husband, world champion and published fitness author, Nick Aldis. So whether you're a guy looking to add inches to your arms and lose them off your waist, or a woman who wants to look, feel, and perform at her absolute best, I really hope you try our products at LegacySupps.com. Use code GAW, G-A-W, for 10% off your entire order, and we ship worldwide. Set your goals, push your limits, leave your legacy at LegacySupps.com. Yeah. Right. Yes. That's a very good point. And I just want to quickly yeah. say, if you guys are watching and you're not familiar with Effie's Big Gay Brunch, you talk about entertaining. I was working with Fight TV at, at WrestleCon, and they had, that was on the Fight TV lineup. Of course, that's the one that stood out to me. I was like, oh my God. And I was actually kind of annoyed that I had to work and could not go to it. I know. But as we were, as we're working and, you know, Josh Chernoff and I are sitting there talking in the microphone. We have a live feed of it. And Josh would be like, Val. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Because I'm just staring at the screen like, what? I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. We're actually live doing a, a, sh a show. And I was so distracted because just the pomp and circumstance. It was just so much fun. Even we didn't even have sound. And I was like, what's going on over there? And these big moves. Yeah. And it was amazing. So uh, if you have, guys have not checked it out, please go see replays of Effie's Big Gay Brunch. And when is the next one then, Mike, that we can help promote? Uh, we love I, I, I can't disclose that, but I think it's going to be closer in July. Let's put it Ooh. that way. Ooh, okay. uh, but I, uh, but uh, I will say this, though, is though. So the I'm the at the villain of Big A Brunch. If you guys don't know, I'm I'm the bad guy. <laughs> like me, me and me and you know how every wrestler has their guy, they the the opponent that is their fight forever. 
Unfortunately, Effie is mine. So, <laughs> like, I have to deal for the rest of my life. He's put me in the twink gauntlet. He's put me in uh, oh Last Daddy Standing. Uh, I love it. He, uh, he screwed me out of a win against Dark Sheik in Texas. Uh, but me and Effie last year won Match of the Year for uh, Last Daddy Standing. Wow. Um, and th the story behind that was me and Effie set out because he didn't mean to say it like that, but uh, we were having a debate with Lance Storm, and he said you couldn't do LGBTQ storylines on television because it could come off as homophobic. And me and Effie were like, fine, watch us, hold our beer. <laughs> and, wow. and we created, the, we are the biggest, one of the biggest feud on the indies is me and Effie. Yeah. is pe people because we try to show you can still have that 80s type of feud yeah. with gay men and they understand we're literally fighting over the name who's a daddy that's <laughs> literally it we're basically frenemy it's we used we always joke effie's rupaul i'm a self myself visage i can't even pronounce the yes name right now. i love well, her <laughs> I'm a, so i'm a huge drag race fan by the way <laughs> like wow. Uh, we literally are oh, holding I, Ginger Minj fans, by the way, Pero. This is from Ginger yes. Minj. Okay, yes. well, Ginger, well, uh, Ginger Minj uh, is an Orlando queen. Uh, yes! We, are very, we're, we have Roxy, we have Trinity, we have uh, Detox. We we have we have our uh, Orlando queens. We're spoiled here in Orlando with our drag. And it's funny, I never watched drag until the pandemic. Me <laughs> and my husband got married and the world ended three days later. Oops. Yeah. Oh. No, no, literally, we spent our honeymoon, honeymoon. locked in the house. So oh, that's uh, a so, way to test your your relationship, isn't it? <laughs> He's still with me. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about Trinity to Tuck? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Very yeah. good, Lisa. Thank you. Kamora, Kamora, we're trying to get Kamora on the show, but uh Dia Shin is saying um she, it, she can only do weekends, you guys, um, because it takes her five hours to do her makeup. And she wow. has a nine to five shoot job during the week. So yeah. I'm like, well, need to know a lot what, of the, a lot of them don't do quick drag. <laughs> I know. Uh, quick drag. Uh, Polo can do quick drag. I've I've watched I've watched her change so fast. Yeah. Really? Uh, we all, <laughs> like, oh my god, Mike! Yeah. After we we were talking about this on Twitter. After we all wrapped up recording, we stayed on to talk, and we all de-dragged. Which, if you watched, you know what that means. And we were all like taking our makeup off and stuff. And we 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 went from Polo being a gorgeous, gorgeous, stunning woman, and then we're like. Wow, you're so. Wow, handsome. you're really handsome. I go, so oh my beautiful. god, you're so handsome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it's it's funny. It's like we uh we originally hired her as our for Big Gay Brunch to be our host. We had a drag host, and then it just kind of took off from there. Like the hustle, the hustle on her is, I like. I, it's so funny because at NWA she was interviewing people and I was like living for it, like because it was so cool to see something different. I I, I like different things in wrestling, yeah. and you were getting you were kind of getting different responses because pro wrestlers are programmed to answer like a pro wrestler when they're being interviewed by normal pro wrestling people. But now you have a six foot six drag queen next to you right. asking you about your championship and you have Cardona being like, what am I going to say? Meanwhile, <laughs> Chelsea's just eating it up because Chelsea's living for it. Yeah, like, right. Chelsea, like, so I, and I'm just standing there just being gay old me, just like. <laughs> Watching it unfold. Love yeah. It. Yeah. 
it, it, it's 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 fun being able to see those experiences and knowing where she started and how, where she's come in in such a short period of time. Yeah. Right. And you know that goes to show you that wrestling's changing. Could could you imagine five years ago having a drag queen in your locker room? No. 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 And then everybody That's really so being cool with it. Like, yeah. no, no, like I've never seen anybody be like, oh, get her out of here. Like, right. what is that? It, it's more like more interested. And, and, and like, because yeah. if, if you know her, she will literally talk to everybody. Yes. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and get an inter- she will get an interview whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> a manager of champions. Well, if you guys are watching for the first time, we've had a lot of great luck with having a lot of new people in the live chat room. Hello, everybody, for being here. Uh, if you're watching for the first time, Pollo Del Mar is uh, a previous guest. You can go see her episode. You can go see Ginger Minj's episode. Uh, James Mansfield, we've also had on the show, obviously. Yeah, Ginger and Dames. Yes, yes. <laughs> All drag race fans that some of us right. are crazy. Dark Sheik. We had Dark Sheik. We just Dark had Dark Rye. Sheik on with Rye. With Rye. Yes. Movie. Speaking of. Yes, out in the ring, which is, we're very excited to see, like, like you said, the perception of what everyone thinks of the film, like, and I just hope that everyone loves it. And like, uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We, well, I as, as you ladies, as you ladies know, like, you kind of are all gay icons. So <laughs> it's a little weird. <laughs> it's a, it's a, like, I was telling my little brother about I'm coming on the show today. And he's like, well, for, he's straight. He's like, okay, so that's amazing. But I feel like you're geeking out because it's like idols to you guys. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> well, it's, 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 you guys know, when I was an extra in TNA, you guys taught me how to treat people backstage. Oh. oh my god, that's the nicest thing you could ever say. I, no, yeah. I did not know this. So when you're when you're a young kid coming up in the business, you learn things. There's a way to treat people, and there's a way not to treat people. You th- you three individually, different times, all never treated the extras like extras. You treated them like they were special. And anybody that did that, I tried to do the same. Because I was like, that's how you do it. That and I and that stuck with me. Because uh, well, Victoria was uh, <laughs> sorry. That's but fine. Lisa, that's fine. Lisa was more like a mom. You were very mom like. You made Aww. sure that we had all our gear. You made sure that we were all taken care of. Uh, M- Mickey came down, uh, sat with us, and ate. Uh, <laughs> uh, and you talk, you talk, you asked us all about ourselves, and I remember sitting there being like, "This is Mickey James, oh my god!" And oh. I, I was just like, "And well, so we knew Val from 3D, so Val was more like our sister. Yeah. So like, she she always kept us in line, be like, because as you as we all know, TNA was a random experience. You never knew what was going to happen, and, yes. and, and everything changed all at once. At, at, awesome. So Val always was like, "Hey guys, that's not happening now, but that is. So you need to go over there." <laughs> so, uh, we, we Hi, I'm here over to tell there. you about change number forty-eight on the on the yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Val, Val always had the 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 no she always knew things before they were going to happen and she would like clue us in so we didn't get in trouble and it, it was just <laughs> like so it was, it was i always i always try to be like how you guys were to anybody backstage because it made us feel welcomed 
rather than scared. Because when you're scared, you're going to make mistakes because you're scared to, but when you're comfortable and you feel like you're at home, you do your best, you you do good work. And that's the whole idea is you're being brought in there to do good work. And, but there was a lot of, and it's changed. And like, and I think it's changed because it wasn't just me. You guys did that too. It was a whole generation of athletes that are now on TV that are now in locker rooms that are treating people with the respect rather than treating them like they're just a nobody because they're an extra, yeah, which is weird because everybody starts off that way. So I yeah, never understood exactly. I never, I understood, never understood that. that. I remember so I someone, know. I remember being backstage and the, we were um, right by the gorilla position in WWE and there's a TV and how we're all sitting down to watch the show and an indie guy um, was coming in for a tryout and was sitting in the chair, but all the chairs were empty. And then one of the guys came up and he goes, Hey, do you work here? And he goes, no, I'm just what? Uh, no, you didn't know what to say. And he was like, well, you should be standing up back there. Every chair is freaking open. You're and kidding me. I, uh, I was Whoa. so appalled and I knew how I got treated when I first came in too. I came in as a godfather hoe. I was not treated very well. And I said, I will never ever treat anyone like a piece of shit. Excuse yeah. my language. I felt like but scum. I just felt horrible about myself. And it's like, I'll never be like that. It pissed me off. Isn't Sorry. Crazy. <sighs> oh, yeah. Ooh, my heart, my heart rate. <laughs> I think it's too, because I remember being that person so uncomfortable and walking on eggshells and scared to speak. Cause you're already terrified walking into that situation. You're, you're trying out for a job, a dream job that a life-changing job, career changing job for you if it was to come and you know, the odds of all that, and you have all this pressure already and there is big stars there. And then some people do big dog, you know? And I was just like, I always, I remember being that person and that one of those people could be the next stars. And I'm sure we've all had our off days, right? But one of those people could be the next star and the way you treat them is like, honestly going to, I never want anybody to feel like shit or like be the reason why they're feeling like crap about themselves to like unsucceed, not be yeah. successful that day, you know, because it's, just, it's already too stressful. Yeah. And, it's and Mike, thank you for still, saying that. That means a lot. Well, it really does. well, Mickey still does it to this day because when she came in as our boss at NWA, because Mickey's our boss now, I don't know if you oh, know that. I don't know about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but she's one of our bosses. And uh, uh, she, the first, I remember Otis had been like, She's so nice. <laughs> like, because you came right over to us. You inter- like it was so weird because you introduced yourself to us, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, they're they're just we're so so sweet and so nice, and I'm like, this is how this is how a boss should be yeah, because right. it made us want to come back. It right. made us want to be there. Yeah. Being approachable and being being able to have an actual conversation, whether you're in an argument or not, because like you said, there's going to be bad days and there's going to be good days, and you're not always going to agree with what is written on a piece of paper. Right. But being able to have a conversation without having to go through 13 people to get to that one conversation is yeah. pretty refreshing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm going to say as a wrestler, that is one of like, hey, can we talk, can we approach you if we have an issue? You know what I mean? Like, because there's there was that there used to be that wall where don't say anything. If you say something, you're going to get in trouble for saying something. Right. But the way you approach things is, no, tell me what's wrong so I can fix it 
rather than like let it go on and then don't right. know about it. And and I, I like that new aspect about a lot of locker rooms is you got a, a lot of the that old generation where it was that very carny follow the 1920s rules of how to be a pro wrestler. Right. It, and it didn't work then. When you're scared to even pitch a storyline, I remember like pacing back and forth. I'm like outside of the writer's room going, man, maybe this is not a good time. I got a story to pitch, but you're so freaking nervous. Yeah. And Chavo goes, just go in there, go in there. Just, and yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm not one of the boys though. It's like a different like mentality. The girls didn't have a voice as much as the guys did. Do you know what I mean? So it was so intimidated. Am I going to get heat for pitching this? You're always scared. You're going to get heat. Okay. Maybe I might get fired after this or it was fearful. You know, well, now imagine being a gay wrestler trying to pitch a gay idea to straight men. Right. It's just like how you ladies felt pitching your ideas that like, because like you said, we're celebrating Pride Month, but we're still yeah. in that what I call the token era of 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 gay. Right now, it's we're we're a project rather than this is okay, and th- that's fine because this is brand new, and I understand we have to go through this stage because yeah. everybody doesn't. Kn- there, somebody has to pull the trigger. We still haven't had a gay world like well, we ha- we've had a, a trans world champion, but we have never had an openly gay man as ha- hold any major belt whatsoever. And people don't understand that changes lives. People talk Kofi Kingston winning that belt. Do you remember watching everybody cry? And I'm talking about the guys backstage. I wa- I was I saw MVP just. Falling, falling, because it wasn't the fact, it just meant so much that an African-American man got to that level. And people don't understand, wrestling is for everyone. Whether we want to believe it or not, it's not just for white, straight men, like, from from the South. Wrestling changed a lot of lives. Wrestling, it was all I watched in high school. Uh, Like, like, so... There's so many young kids that can seeing an Effie on television, seeing a dark sheik, seeing a me. As a straight man, you might not realize that, but there's so many gay fans that haven't been tapped into. There's a huge market. We just talk about drag race. Drag race is a billion dollar industry. They 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 do whole wrestle cons. If you watch us at cons, people come, we have people come up and cry. I don't know how to handle that. I still don't know how to handle that. Hug me and start crying. I'm supposed to be this badass, and people <laughs> are just like just ball their eyes out. Yeah. My husband is like famous for like people ask him for autographs because I I show him on social media. Yeah, because. I, I treat my social like people don't understand WWE did this, but when we went to the realistic point of wrestling where everybody had to be a real wrestler, remember that where everybody's real, everybody's a real fighter, like yeah. uh MMA. Well, yeah, what that did was it 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 changed everything. 
And people think Twitter is real. So for normal people on Twitter, they have normal jobs that they go to nine to five jobs and they say their real life on Twitter. They don't understand if a wrestler is like, hey, watch my wrestling match. No, what they want to know is your real life. That's how you connect to fans these days. So when right. I post my husband and normal stuff I do as a gay man, that resonates with that fan because it makes them feel part of the show. Because we don't really, as gay athletes, get to show our, our ourselves as much in a wrestling match because they're not written for LGBTQ talent. They're written for LGBTQ talent to wrestle our straight counterpart while thinking about our other straight counterparts. Yeah. Right. Whether right or wrong, but that's what we're, we're still at that stage. We're the gay guy wrestling the straight wrestler yeah. instead of... I'm a wrestler that is gay, that represents a whole, whole different, unique fan base that we ha that has felt so forgotten for so long. That Chuck and Billy storyline was a big deal. And that was what, almost 20 years God, ago now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and wow. think about that. That was 20 years ago, and it was a huge storyline. Yeah. Imagine today... Any gay storyline. Sunny, Sunny Kiss is a million dollars. A million dollars. Should have her own entrance every every night on Dime Life. Just to, like dancers, everything. Like, I don't understand why they didn't do a gold dust storyline with her as, as a mentor. And the first androgynous character with right. another androgynous character, and then gold dust turns on her. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Book it. Book it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, but that's the thing is, yeah, nobody's they were thinking about Goldust, not about Sonny. They're thinking yeah. about the straight man and not about the gay storyline because people are with anything. It's like every one of you women have pushed some limit on television. As we know, Mickey has the the most one of the most pushed moments. <laughs> I think it was probably the first lesbian moment on a national television show. It was pretty hot. I'm not going to lie. Pretty but, hot. Like, but, but at the same time, it's like that before that, nobody was really pushing that kind of limit besides like an ECW that right. changed the game. Whether you believe it or not, it changed the game. So we're at a level now where we have a queer culture that can change wrestling all in all in a flat, like brand new storylines, brand new feuds, brand new everything, villains. And by the way, gays love to be villains. I I, I don't know why straight counterparts love to write us as the, the good guy. Right. But we yeah. like to be the bad guy. We love villains. Yeah. The people we love, yeah. like, like we gravitate to are the evil queen. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I lived in West Hollywood. And um, yeah. I, when you said like the the the, the gay community um, is very sympathetic, I'm like, I don't think I've met a sympathetic gay person no. in West Hollywood ever. But, they're, but, very, but very, the they're very, very, very like, heel. They're very heel like. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! Because because we we learn to protect ourselves. Okay. You know, Tough exterior. And, and, yeah, and we learn to protect ourselves. So we're we understand all this is coming. It's just we would like my dream job is to be backstage. I want to be the representation backstage yeah. for, for the younger wrestlers. That's my dream job in wrestling is to help push LGBT storylines and help the business grow. Because 
listen, if we're not in the business to help it grow, then why are we in the business at all? Our job is to make money, all of us. This is a job at the end of the day, and we're entertainers. If we're still doing the same thing we've done 20 years ago, what what are we doing? Yeah. We're we're literally we're literally just taking up space. Yeah. We're artists, and artists need to be able to thrive and grow and push limits. Wrestling has always pushed social change. Like they've always been on the forefront of social change. But lately, I feel as though we haven't. In the past couple of years, I feel as though we've hit and a lot, a lot has to do with COVID and all that. Like, I, I get that, but we need to start as a, a wrestling community pushing different ideas and social things, because there's a lot of people felt forgotten out there. And there's a lot of laws against gay people on, on a lot of state agendas for no apparent reason, just Still. to Still. like Florida. I literally post things that say gay for a reason. I don't do it because I'm a pro wrestler. It's because that would have, my whole life would have been different if I felt comfortable coming out when I was young. I'm, I always tell people, being straight, you don't have, like I was an athlete. So if I was able to be my true self, think about how better of an athlete I would have been. Right. But I always had to worry about, are people going to find out? When I first started wrestling, my biggest fear was fi people finding out that I like guys. So right. I was a dick. I was so mean to people. Like, I was a heat-seeking missile. Mm. Like, but that was my protection. So mm. if they hate me now, they'll then fine, sort of situation. And that's the wrong way to approach it. But like you said, walking through West Hollywood, it's our protection mechanism from people. We 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 go into situations already knowing we're the bad guy and already knowing that no matter what we say is going to be a fight. Mm, right. And, 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 and I will say it has changed. And that's what, like, we're doing a pride show right now. Uh, yeah. it, it, you know, it, and, you, you know, it's it's different yeah but it's still still a long way to go if that makes sense yeah. we're just happy to hear that there's progression that's what we ask you know yeah. and, and, and poyo and people like that we're just like you know what what needs to change and i think they're usually the response is what you just said mike so so poignantly that it's at least getting better and it's it's progressing there's always more that can be done but at least we're seeing a little bit of change in the right direction which is well that deserves a cheers by the way cheers to that, that. Yeah. I deserve the big cheers. And Mike, you didn't even take a sip at all, Mike, on this. this oh, I, thing. I, I did. I did. Oh. There we go. There we go. Well, any final thoughts? You know, we have what you have coming up. We'll right. put all of your links in the description so you can make sure that you're. Yeah, congratulations. On yeah, congrats. And congrats, yeah. like all your success. And we, uh, we're trying, I keep trying to get Effie on the show. We've talked about, yeah. but I've followed, yeah. I wanted to go to the big gay brunch, the one, and I feel like I was already doing. Something well, you're always welcome to come wrestle on it. Huh? You're always, we, we had dirty, da we had dirty dango on. Oh, dango! <laughs> I remember him asking me, he's like, so, so do we do brunch? Because <laughs> can I put my order in now? <laughs> like, goes, chicken and waffles. But but yeah. that, that goes to show you is like we love having our straight allies on the show mm -hmm. because it's not a it's not a pride show. It's a show for everyone, uh -huh. and we like showing that our friend. Like the best example is when 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 you come on, on our come on Big Brunch because it shows people, hey, 
this is okay, guys. Right, yeah. Like, you, all three of you ladies represent so much more than you actually know. And when, when your, when your established fan base says, you say it's okay, they start to be like this, you, yeah. it's about normalizing. Mm -hmm. And I say this, we need to get to the level where it's okay for me just to be an athlete and be openly gay. Right. Yeah. And we're not at that point yet. And, but I will but say you this. You are a part of that change though. You know, yeah. like this awareness and accept more openness and acceptance, you know, be people being able to stand in their truth and progressively move forward and say, this is who I am. And I want to be able to do this, but, and I don't want it to be, have to portray a super flamboyant gay character because that's not who I am. That's not mm -hmm. who. I am as a performer and as a wrestler, you know, like all those things is like, that's everything like re women's wrestling, for example, it's, it's taken a long time to even get to where we are. And I think that even in the last few years of what I've seen with big gay brunch and all these other conversations and, and things that are happening and characters that have really risen through the pandemic, I think is like, because more people are watching via social media and they're going like, much more vocal and like this is okay this is not okay you right. know you're seeing a lot of really people who you see that in sometimes even that you wouldn't expect you know to be really in support and going like yeah let's we're all together in this and yeah. just, you know I think we've yeah. all had friends like we were talking about this the other day like one of my best friends in high school was gay and we grew up in a very small town so I just admired his strength to be able to, in a graduating class of 200 people or whatever, to be able to say, no, I'm gay, you know? And he was one yeah. of the gay boys in the whole high school that was open. He didn't want to ride the bus. He didn't want to ride the bus. And he asked yeah, you, can I ride with you to school? Yeah. So yeah. I can't, I can't imagine when you say you were a football player and all of those things in a college athlete, like that must've been really hard. And when you say you were angry or like whatever, I was like, you must've been holding on to so much inner anger because you weren't allowed to be true to yourself. Oh, I, to I just was see who you were, you know, and it affected you deep. You know, it just affects us. I, I try to kill myself. Like it was, it was, it was oh, bad. Like it's right. part of my story. Like I've told it before. It's like, I, that's why I think it's so important for us to be open athletes and not a stereotype. I, now, if you are a feminine wrestler, then be a feminine yeah. wrestler. You, I don't need you to be, I want you to be who you are. It's your art. And I always tell people, this is my art. That's Effie's art. Do, the, do, do, do those arts go together? Yes, yes, they do. Mm -hmm. But they're, everybody's different, especially in wrestling. That's what makes wrestling so fun. Yeah. It's, it, it, diversity, diversity causes cash is what I tell people. Because when you have diversity on any roster, you're going to have great storylines because that's what life is. Mm -hmm. And we life imitates art all the time and art imitates life. And it, I, I, like, I'll leave you at this. The, the, one of the bigger things is like, and I say this in the story, after the first gay brunch, I hugged Effie and cried, oh. bawled my eyes out. I didn't bawl my eyes out because we pulled off a wrestling show. I can do that. <laughs> uh, Bubba taught me very well. <laughs> it's, it's not that hard to run a wrestling show. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I'm very good at actually running a wrestling show. What it was, was, was the first time I looked in the locker room and they were all happy and laughing and doing their makeup and just being themselves, snapping fans, and talking our lingo. 
And it, none of them, because I've been in plenty of locker rooms where they were so uncomfortable where they would either change in the ladies' locker room or oh. they would, where, because uh, I remember one show, uh, Jamie, Jamie was on and she asked me, she goes, why don't they talk to me like they talk to you? And I said, they don't look at you. They think that you, they, they're trying to treat you like a lady. And she goes, I am a lady, but I'm still a person. And that resonated with me because I thought, wow, this is, this is when we, this, the, it started, we all started coming out. And when I saw that at Big Gay Brunch and then at Hammerstein, right before Effie walked out, me and him had a moment and we cried before we, we let his music play a little bit. And Jeff Jarrett was standing watching us. And he goes, wow. And I, this is before the match. And Jeff Jarrett and Effie and Jeff were about to wrestle. And he goes, that was probably the, one of the most moving experiences I've ever seen. I was like, he goes, he goes, yeah. why? He, and then I walk over to the, the, the commentator, because I was sitting at Gorilla, because I was helping run things. And uh, Lenny Leonard and uh, David, uh, I can't pronounce the name, but he did all of ROH and punk stuff all stood up and hugged me because they knew how important Effie walking out at Hammerstein was and everyone in that crowd lost it for him. And I said, that's, that's important. Yeah. I go, but that's important. People didn't understand that they, they knew what it meant to me because when I came out, having the fan base not care that Effie's gay, mm -hmm. they know he's gay and they're doing this for Effie, singing his song, the right. whole arena full. And earlier on in that night, when I came out and them chanting, Pero's gonna kill you, Pero, <laughs> the whole arena erupting for me and Dark Sheik. Mm -hmm. And later on that night, we all looked at each other and we like, that's change. Yes. Whether we believe it or not, the fans are changing. Yeah. They're believing in us now. Yeah. And five years ago, we were a novelty act. And now we're wrestlers and that's what changed. And so that's the importance of shows like big gay brunch and prides, because I always tell people pride. Isn't the fact that we're gay Pride's the fact that we accepted ourselves, mm -hmm. that we're no longer afraid to say I'm gay because like you said, with your friend, you have no idea what it's like to walk in a locker room and know that person doesn't respect you and they will keep a smile on their face. That's that's what it's like being gay in a locker room sometimes. Mm -hmm. And now it's changing. Now it's like, oh, Paris here. What's up, bro? Like, but when I first came out, having people look you in the face and know they no longer respect you just oh. because you told people you were gay, that that has always stuck with me. And I'll always remember that feeling the day after my story broke walking into locker rooms and watching people's opinions of me change, but still have a smile on their face and try to treat me like I was the same. Yeah. But now that's why I had that moment with Effie at Hammerstein, because that was the first time I felt the change. Right. Like, Hell yeah. the wow. like, like I, I felt it. Me and Sheik felt it. Like, like big gay brunch when they were chanting, uh, 
fuck you, Pero, and clapping at, and then it was funny because my husband's sitting next to two friends of ours that came to the show, and it was a sold out <laughs> show. Uh, we sold more tickets than NXT. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get on the <laughs> They ran at 11. We ran at 11. We were just more interesting. Um, <laughs> and the they turned to my husband and go, are we supposed to boo him? And my husband's like, yeah, cheer for sheep. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> and my husband's on his feet cheering. And then when I'm power bombing Sheik, and I said, I could fucking do this all day long. And the crowd's on their feet chanting, fuck you. And I go to the back and I go, now, now we've made progress. And and Dark Sheik's like, yes, they finally feel, they finally feel okay to boo us. Yeah. Right. And that's, that's change. Oh, yeah. All those little things are change. Once the fans are okay with being able to, I'm no longer, yay, we're so happy you came out. Oh, yeah. You, I hate you. Yeah. That's when we know oh, wow, that's good. we've yeah. made like progress it. as wrestlers. Yeah. Yeah. You're allowed to boo us now. That's the respect I love. I like being the villain. I like being the bad guy. I I don't I don't care for being the good guy. It's kind of boring. <laughs> like, it's boring it's me too. Like, <laughs> I'm just good at making people boo. So It'll be know, our that's what I talk about change. Yeah, I love that. God. I do too. Final cheers to you and to the change that you're making. And right. we're so excited about the documentary about out in the ring as well. Yes, cheers everybody for watching. Mike Perry, you're welcome anytime. Yeah. We're gonna hear all Please of you out. in the description. Yes, we're yeah. so cheers proud of you. I'll make Effie, I'll make sure Effie does the show. Yay! Thank, Thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. This is the word to go, yo. If you liked this episode of Grown Ass Women, you can also find GAW TV on YouTube to see the full show in video format. And if you'd like to be a member of Team GAW, you can support us by joining patreon.com slash TV. Our members get special perks like early access to episodes, autographed merchandise, exclusive photo shoots, live video chats with us, and more. For official GAW TV merchandise, social media links, and more info, go to gawtv.com. And don't forget to subscribe and follow the Godcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you for tuning into the Godcast, and we will see you next week. <laughs>